is the situation, ladies and gentlemen. Parking lot is working from home this week due to the recent lockdown precautions put in place by the province. And as we all know, working from home has its ups and its downs. So we weren't able to use our regular studio setup for this episode, so it may sound different than previous episodes. You know, and after a bit of adjustment, a lot of makeshift home technology, experimentation, we're here, we're together, virtually via Zoom, and we're trying our best to make the magic you know and love. And speaking of magic, today we're talking about everyone's favorite disfigured prepubescent shit disturber and rule breaker, Mr. Harry James Potter. In a little segment we're trying out called A Night at the Drive-In. And this week we're discussing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Or Philosopher's Stone, whichever it is. Either way, this school should definitely be shut down due to its torturous approach to teaching and handling children. So welcome to the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends Kate, Maggie, Elise, and myself, Elliot, where we discuss everything wands, witches, and wizards in the hopes to get through this semester without being eaten, burned, or turned into anything unnatural. Enjoy, and just remember, it's Levi-O-Saw, not Levi-O-Saw. Why don't we start with you guys? You guys look so much more comfy and cozy than we do. How was your guys' week? My week was unusual. We, as you know, we're recording from home because we're, um, Maggie and I especially have fully locked ourselves down and are not going anywhere. So it was weird for work. This was, Elise and I have worked on and off from home, but this was the first week where I was like, really settled in. Um, and it's come at a point of time where, um, most of the projects I'm involved in are like in the future. So we're in early preparation phase. So I feel a little bit like untethered, which is weird. Um, so I'm having a good time, but it does not feel like a normal work week. I feel like I've been in some sort of, I'm going to use the word purgatory because it's not it's not relaxing, but it's not that stressful. So anyway, that's that's the work side of it. And then the other part of the week, I um, had the best ramen of my life last night. We ordered um, from this beautiful like Japanese place that my friends, my dad's friend designed. And um, obviously we couldn't see the interior, but... I guess they're like a Japanese chain and they opened in Toronto in Roncesvalles and the the ramen was was incredible. We got like the octopus balls, the ramen. Um they had cheesecake dessert which was I'm going to go just for the cheesecake now. What's getting me through this pandemic is food and cheesecake. walks. Cheesecake um, dessert. So, cheesecake dessert. Um when it's when it's time you guys should order it just the cheesecake i highly recommend so it's been it's been a weird weird week and i'm coping with alcohol and food like a normal person i don't like cheesecake so i'm not gonna order it maggie how was your week (laughs) um my week has been a little similar to kate's i feel like i have like I don't know. It feels like a roller coaster. It feels like everybody 
Not everybody. I feel like every single day I just get like a per- peripheral like notification of somebody I know or a friend of a friend getting COVID. And it's just like very, I don't know, I just have felt very scared all week and like stressed out about it. Um, so that's not, so it's like, so I wake up in the morning, I feel fine. I'm like, it's going to be great. And then I get a I get like a, somebody messaged me, somebody messages me like, oh, this person has it. And then it's a downward spiral and I'm like crying and pacing around and like trying to get Kate's attention and then going back upstairs. And then like it hits nighttime and I'm like, okay, you know what? It's fine. Like it won't be the worst thing in the world. Like, it's fine. It's okay. It'll get better. And then, so it's it's been a, a true roller coaster. I've been trying to work. I haven't been working very well, but trying. Um, you got lots of commissions out. Yeah, I, I did. And one of them uh, resulted in um, getting, like, a beer delivery from Leftfield mm. as, like, a little bonus, which was, like, a, or a tip. And that was really fun and nice. And I felt pretty cool. Left field um, came out of left field. Yeah, it came out of left field. It was it was amazing. So then, my relief comes um, in the evenings when uh, Sarah Kate and I gather in the living room and watch this show that's been on for six seasons. We've realized, um, and at first we were like, different people have recommended it, and we're like, I don't know, and we've each. All watch, or me and Sarah both watched like one episode and we're like, I this is pretty cheesy. I'm maybe chuckling once or twice, but like, I don't know if I can get through this. Um, but anyways, we realized that it's um, a great comfort and we love it. And it's called Superstore and it has like America Ferrera in it and then a bunch of other characters. And like, I still don't think it's that good, but. I just like can't stop watching and I think there's like no- there's just like nothing else I want to watch right now like we usually have our like bachelor in paradise that we watch to like turn off our brains but like right now it's just this like cheesy sitcom that occasionally gets like big chuckles out of us um, I, I'm yeah. having such a good time yeah it's great um yeah no so yeah it's been a weird week um I'm glad it's over it's not over. Oh, it's not over. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. How uh, how are your weeks? Elise, how was your lovely oh, week? I was going to ask you a question. You want to ask me a question? Yeah. Ask me a question. I was going to say, is that how you feel about Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. Good you no. started watching recently? I think Always Sunny is like a much... Res- oh, I don't know. I think she's asking Elliot. Oh, sorry. Okay. But you can still answer. <laughs> Very different shows. This um, is like a cheesy version of The Office. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which I just started watching. It's it's super weird because it's it is like a time capsule of two thousand four. So it's it's before like the humor in it is stuff that they could definitely not put in a daytime TV show now because like the first episode they just are incredibly racist and they say the n-word a whole bunch of times and then the second episode i think is just like some of they make fun of crippled people and like it is just like from the beginning is you these people are the shittiest people that you could possibly find and deal with and i think it's hilarious because like it's just so stupid and so weird and so over the top i think charlie day deserves 
every Oscar that you could get just for his portrayal of Charlie in that show. <laughs> it is hilarious. I do recommend everybody go and watch it. And there's fourteen. There's 18 seasons. Yeah, that's fucked up. They're on season 14, and they have four more seasons that they're like in development. That's fucked oh, up. Oh, Jesus. It's been on when since 2004. When did you start watching this? I just started... Um, I started uh, last week, I think, and I'm on season four already. But each episode's only 20 minutes, and they're like, I think there's only eight episodes in each season. But it is. I feel like you could be placed into that world, Elliot, as like that could be like that would be like a good I'm so acting. Horrible and <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Such as a an aimless dirtbag. And I'm racist. I, I make fun sounds... of cripple people. But I feel like you could be like, um, it would. You would have fun with that that role in that world oh i would love it it's it's hilarious i think it's great <laughs> other than that i've been building this very very large lego set very slowly and it's some of the most joyful minutes i can i can spend because i i watch um always sunny in philadelphia in the background while i build the lego and it is just pure bliss i used to do puzzles in class like on my computer and look where i am now I'd like to graduate. <laughs> a star. <laughs> How was your week? My week was was good. Um, we we're working from home, as Kate said, which um, I don't like. It's not going well. <laughs> I mean, it's going well personally. I got a lot of homework done. I like did a bunch of work in my room. But then I start to like pick because now I have all this time in my space. So I'm like, oh. Do I need uh, those like little magnetic things for holding curtains? Yes, I do. Do I need a new potted plant? Yes, I do. Um, do I need to get a new bed sheet set? Yes, I do. So <laughs> that's not been good. I got a pair of $80 Steve Madden shoes that I was able to bargain down to $32. And I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> There's so much other work I need to do. Just to feel something. Just to feel alive again. I also have been watching a documentary, which I've been telling Kate and Elliot about till I'm blue in the face, but it is called Exterminate All the Brutes. And I think it's the most important documentary I've ever watched. Um, it's not my favorite documentary I've ever watched, but it's the most important documentary I've ever watched. And I highly recommend if anyone's interested in challenging the historical norms of colonization and hearing it from a different perspective of the losers, I think it's really worth a watch. And especially in this time with uh, the George Floyd trial just ending and all these other things happening in the States, people arguing for their rights to bear arms and all that stuff. I think it's really, really interesting to see where those things truly came from. Uh, and it has a deep-rooted history in racism. So if you're interested in learning about that, check it out on HBO. That's been my Definitely. week. It's just been petitioning that documentary. Someone's like, hey, do you have any milk? Yeah, watch the watch the documentary. I don't know why people <clears throat> would ask me for milk, but I've been working from home. It's been crazy. We've been watching that and then following each episode of that, we watch this show called Invincible, oh, yeah. which is an animated superhero show on Amazon Prime, which is phenomenal. We watch them back to back. Um, and it's funny because we get the end of each episode and Lisa's like, let's watch the next one. But she says it for the, ex- the same way for both of the series, the exact same way and the same level of excitement. Can't get enough. No. They're both incredibly graphic and very, very violent. Well, one is drawn and then the other is like, 
actually violent. Well, that's what I like about Exterminate the Brutes, though, is that it is like a multimedia documentary. It's animation, it's recreation, it's cinematic recreation, it's historical footage, it's B-roll, it's interview, it's all of those. But also, I forgot that we're watching Invincible, and I do... That's actually, like... This is the first time I've gotten into like a comic book series and I'm I really am into it. Like I've never really felt that way about Marvel or DC or all that, but like this, I'm like I'm all in. I love it. And now on with the show. So everybody, we're gonna we're testing out some experimental territory here with some new show ideas and just, you know, branching out our uh, content topics as you would. You might say that we're going to practice some spells. See what see what casts. Yeah, you know, a little, little uh, herbolic concoction, if you will. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So this section working title is called uh, Night at the Drive-In, where someone is going to suggest a series, a movie, a TV show that the four of us have either seen or haven't seen, and we're going to talk about it, watch it, review it, and give the old parking lot one, two, how about this for you? <laughs> um, that rhymed. So, so for our first night at the drive-in, we're doing the Harry Potter series, because Elise wanted to... When she finished school, she was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch the Harry Potter series on my own. It's going to be great. And then we all said, no, you're not. We are all going to watch it. And we're all going to talk about it. And we're all going to like it. So, Elise, why did you want to watch Harry Potter? Um. So last year, in the throes of the pandemic, I watched all of the Hunger Game movies, like, back to back. And I was like, man, I, this is this is how you're supposed to watch these, is immediately one after the other. And Harry Potter came out at, like, a weird time in terms of, like, the books versus the movies. Like, I was really into the first couple of books. My dad used to read them before bed. I was, like, old enough for the first couple of movies. Um, but then into high school, when all the rest of the movies were coming out, I was, like, that was that weird phase where it was, like, kind of, like, cringe to be really into Harry Potter. Um, and I was never really into it. So I felt like I was missing stuff. And I remember I saw the second last one in theaters with Brooklyn. Shout out Brooklyn Morrison. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I didn't under- I was like, what's a horcrux? Who is this bitch? Where's Cedric Diggory? Diggaby? Whatever his name is. I don't even know. Couldn't remember it's it. It's Diggaby. Yeah, Diggaby is right. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm about to have loads of time on my hands. Let's watch all of them start to finish. So today we're talking about um, the first Harry Potter, which is Harry Potter. Okay, so wait. You guys are Harry Potter fans. Is it Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone? Philosopher. Why? Because that's how JK, that's British, who who should not be named. Because on my DVD, um, I have Philosopher's Stone. But I have a book that says Sorcerer's Stone on it. Is it one like the English the, version or the yeah, American version? They changed the American version because they thought people didn't know what a philosopher was. So. <laughs> God, what a bullshit Truly. series. They got this wrong from the beginning. So the original is Philosopher. Yes. And you have probably have like the American book cover because there was different book covers. But for- I, I have the... 
like there's the classic book cover which has like that classic illustrator who did all of them and i have like whatever the next wave of it was when they redid all the covers again it's like all blue and purple instead of the train on the front mm-hmm. um, can you show them uh, i'll get it later but um okay. so episode one of this series is called double parked on diagon alley where we're going to talk about the first harry potter movie so uh i think we should start what is everybody's history with harry potter and this movie and i think we should do no future spoilers past this movie for now we're going to treat it like elise has seen this for the first time because i don't think you remember anything after the second one do you no absolutely not i remember scenes but i don't have any plot context right um she knows what a horcrux is i She's... really don't <laughs> She just I knows know. it's a it's a it's just a word. It's just a word that they kept saying, and oh I was like, God. I was like, can a pretzel be a Horcrux? Like, what does that mean? So, Elise, you haven't read the books. Well, a pretzel could be a Horcrux. I haven't read the books either. Don't I read the first book. <laughs> I haven't read past the third book, but I again have small recollection. Have you have you read the books? Are you kidding me? No. Um, I've read all of them. Probably, I think I've read the sixth one like four times the fourth one two times like what at least talking about how it was nerdy and like kind of lame to be too into harry potter at a certain age and like early high school that was like i was in the harry potter club in high school like that was where i landed i i was obsessed uh addicted um and yeah i love it dearly watching this was fun but i had also watched it two months ago (laughs) just by coincidence um yeah so i I don't know harry potter it means a lot to me is it like your series of choice like of the the large kind of nerdy series that people kind of attach themselves to I think of that, like, kind of, like, the Lord of the Rings, like, Hunger Games. It's weird to put those two in the same box, but, like, of that kind of... Yeah, I think Harry Potter uh, would have been that for me. Um, It was also just, like, something that, like, me and my family were all equally into. Like, me and my sisters would... Kaylee would go to, like, the midnight release and, like, line up in Indigo um, and get it and we'd race to see who could read it the fastest and like of course both my older sisters read it in like one or two nights whereas it took me like much much longer Um, and like me and my family used to listen to all the audiobooks on our road trips um and those those are also like really good audiobooks like they're very well voiced i forget his name but yeah at least i would recommend that if you have if if you're wanting to like listen to some audiobooks and get to know harry potter it's pretty good it's pretty good stuff yeah, if you're looking to fall asleep behind the wheel. <laughs> no! How you feel about Harry Potter is how I felt about Twilight, and I do hope that at one point we can take this series to the Twilight franchise. We'll get there in due time. I think we definitely can. Kate, how do you feel about Harry Potter? I love Harry Potter so, so, so much. I was a big reader of the books. My mom read them aloud to me the first three and then I was old enough to read them by myself um the day 
I think I was in grade one or two when the first movie came out and both my parents work full time. So I would usually go to like aftercare um, when school ended, but they came to pick me up directly after school, the two of them together. And we got in the car and they were like, we're going to go see the first Harry Potter movie right now and it was to date the greatest moment of my life we went to the theater I have no memory of actually watching the movie I just remember the, the lead up to it like the drive to the movie theater um, which theater it, did you go to? it was whichever Young and Eglinton? no I lived in uh, Los Angeles oh right um, whichever theater was in Palos Verdes um, and um, I loved it. And so I think I must have watched it. I had the VHS of it as soon as that came out. And I must have watched it like over and over and over again as a little girl. And then at some point stopped watching it. So watching it today was the first time I'd seen it since I was like 11 years old. And it was crazy. I, I got very emotional. I kind of cried at the end just because it was so beautiful. The world to me... The world of Harry Potter means a lot. It's like a very, it just feels like childhood to me. Mm-hmm. So I love it. So today was pure magic. Um, how was it for you guys? What's your relationship to the first Harry Potter movie and Harry Potter in general? Do you want to start? Yeah. Um, it brought back a lot of weird nostalgia that I didn't even know I had. Like Harry wears two sweaters in this movie. He wears like a red cable knit pullover and a green cable knit pullover and I had this like sudden memory of a child of like wanting nothing but those two sweaters which are like the most generic sweaters but I saw those and I was like hell yeah that's a fit I want that um there's also the scene where we can get into the plot later but where he's like in that fire room I don't know and his hands are all cut up and I remember being a kid and being like that is the worst injury anyone could ever have I can't believe they're putting this in this movie that that kid his hands are fucked um, and I remember that so distinctly and watching it this time I was like what a weird minute detail for me to focus on um, but yeah it just brought a lot of like nostalgia and just like Elliot had mentioned it too that like it is such a movie that's for kids like it's not like a movie like the Lego movie where it's like it's for adults who have to watch the movie with kids like this is just for kids yeah this, um, this is a movie for 11 year olds like this is this is a movie for people who are the age of harry potter right? but that's what makes it great though because like as a kid those stakes are so real like you're like oh shit like if that were me and it was between either getting minus 50 points or being expelled like i don't know what i would do my have, life would be over i have lots of questions on the points when we get back um <laughs> Are, are you, is there anything else you wanted to add? That's it. Um, so, um, I never read any of the Harry Potter books because I was too busy getting laid. You can't read. Am I right? Uh, no, I just never read them. I didn't get any laid. And you're still anything. a virgin because yeah. you do Lego. Yeah, it's true. Too many um, big words. No, I never really read them, but I, I remember seeing all of them in the theater when they came out because it was kind of. Yeah, it was the big thing. I remember hearing like everyone's like, "Oh my god, I read these books," and like now they're finally making them into a movie. And I remember seeing 
when we get to the second one, I remember seeing Chamber of Secrets in the theater with Maggie, actually. Yes. It we'll, was Elliot's birthday party. Yeah, we'll get there in when we do Chamber <laughs> no of Secrets. For that no spoilers. <laughs> I watched this last night and I gave Elise my DVD, so I borrowed my my cousin has all the four K Blu rays of these movies. And for some reason that for some reason the 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 English version of the first movie is like the sound is mixed in like this special DTS kind of mix, which I'm sure you guys all know what DTS and Dolby Atmos is and all that stuff, which my speaker can't do for some reason. It would just do static. So I had to watch the whole movie in descriptive video and descriptive audio, like as if I was, you know, blind and like, <laughs> what? yeah, so I had to watch the whole thing. It's just like, Harry, so no, Harry ran no toward audio? the snake. And like, we had like, it just like a lady doing the narration, like on top of the audio as well. It'd be like, then the tree moved or whatever. Right. <laughs> and my dad came down. He's like, why are you watching it like this? I was like, why I'm not, cho- I'm not to choosing to watch it like this. And then he ended up just coming downstairs and watching the rest of it with me anyway. Um, but you know, you could rent it on YouTube. That's what we did. I don't want to pay money. I don't want to watch it in okay. 480p either. <laughs> You'd much rather have descriptive audio. It was actually great because I was watching it. I was watching it and it had the descriptive video, and I was doing my Lego at the same time, and I didn't miss a beat because I knew exactly what was happening because I was being moved. described all of it. Sounds like you were listening to an audiobook. No, but I would t- look up and see him. I could see okay, Harry. Okay. Cool. Harry. Is that a Pez dispenser, Harry? Oh my god, I haven't seen a Pez dispenser in like 20 years. I got all three of them. What are their I names? For them. our listeners at home, he has the Holy Trinity and Pez dispenser. What are the Golden Trio? What are the characters' names, Elliot? <laughs> we were talking about this at dinner and we were saying, like, oh, what are you guys going to talk? My parents were like, what are you guys going to talk about on the podcast? And we're like, we're going to talk about, we're doing like a Harry Potter in review. And my mom was like, what is that? What was the the girl's name of that movie? Grimaldi? <laughs> she was what like, was the other she one? She was like, Hermione? 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 The first one was It's also so upsetting Grimaldi. to me that your entire family thinks of Harry Potter as a movie series, not a book series. Yeah, we don't read books in this family. Um, the girl in the movie (laughs) so how do you guys feel about this movie loved every second of it it feels so magical they like the i was watching this now i was like so impressed with how they set up that world and how it feels so like real and lived in like ollivander's shop you're like oh my god this is yeah a place that exists. The stakes are so high yeah. for the for the kids. I think it's like a genius frame where you you have a main character who doesn't know the the wizarding world, so we have to be the audience is introduced to it as Harry's introduced to it. And then it's just every kid's fantasy that all magic is real and there's a magical world and you're the most important person. They've all just been waiting for you. It's like it's so crazy. Well, let's get into it, Kate. Can you give us a synopsis of what the first movie's about? Aren't we going to talk about how we like the movie? I think we got how we like the movie. I don't think we need to talk more about that. Tell us again. This movie is so goddamn long. This is is two hours and 34 minutes. I know. I was shocked. And it's two and a half hours of of Harry being like, 
what's that? And then before the person that he's asking can answer the question, it's Ron being, I know what that is, and then telling you what it is. Every time. Every single time. Everyone's like, what? The dragon egg. What? I know what that is. Or I've been there. Or like all that stuff. I'm like, we get it, Ron. The wizard. It's a chocolate frog. Yeah. Um, I did I did notice that um a lot where I was like, Oh, this is very much like writing and us introducing you into a world of every you like nobody speaks that way. Nobody explains away every single sentence. Oh, Mr. Muggle Boy, let me tell you what that is. Yeah. What I'm shocked at is that as a child I had the attention span to watch a two and a half hour movie multiple times in one sitting. Yeah. It's crazy long. It it does a good job with, I think, making you feel like you're walking into that world. When you do do that, you kind of walk into Diagon Alley or you walk into the wand shop and you're like, wow, this is what it's like to get a wand. And like all that stuff is done very well. I think some of it more than others. I think some of it ages better than others do. Like um, some of the CG in this does not age well, but oh, yeah. you know, no, that's no. that's a 2001 movie. So wait, like mm-hmm. I also think that this movie came out at the perfect age for the people who did read the books, like of, like, of our age. Like we were what six years old when this movie came out. Yeah, yeah. we're not all the same age. Well, most of us were six years old. Some of us were 12 or whatever it was. Um, So, Kate, do you want to hit us with the synopsis of this movie? Your your brief kind of overview? Brief, yes. Um, This is the story of a young boy with a lightning bolt on his forehead who uh, one day finds out that he's actually a wizard. He gets told this by a large hairy man. Okay, uh, we'll stop there. Large hairy man. Yeah. Hagrid is the biggest liability this school has. Everything <laughs> that goes wrong has to do with Hagrid. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, but why is- does Dumbledore trust him with the greatest secrets of the castle? Don't question Dumbledore. He knows. The He's man Dumbledore. gets tipsy in a pub and spills all of the secrets. The man like, is out. Dumbledore wanted Harry to, to, to know. But he didn't want the guy in the pubs to know. The guys in the pub. No. See, Hagrid, total liability, definitely belongs in prison after the acts of this film. He was just like, just lets those two people walk through the dark forest after they like, oh, at the beginning, they're like, hey, if you go into this dark forest, you're probably going to die. But take this scared dog with you. You'll be fine. Oh, but and you don't kids- have to witness this person brutally murdering this unicorn in front of you. But these kids have detention? Send them to the forest. Yeah, put them in the werewolf forest. <laughs> that That's what Maggie was saying. Can you talk about what... Oh, yeah. I was talking about how the difference of, like, uh, th- this magical world and their... What, what was I? What was How I dangerous it is for kids! It's so dangerous for kids, and I feel like the Wizarding World itself just has such like a lack of like boundaries with danger. They just like don't care. No, they're just they like there's and I want to like dig in and like think about why that is as a society. They're so different from us. Of like. They'll put their kids in immediate danger. It's like no. Kate was comparing it to like being a kid in like the fifties or forties, where your parents <laughs> would be like, "Okay, see you in twelve hours." No, they would be like, "What are you? They're just like go fly on this, go play this dangerous sport where you're gonna surely be like knocked 
50 feet from the air. Yeah, Hogwarts. Like, yeah, that's just Hogwarts that's how is it goes. playing fast and loose with these children. Be like, you know what? We're lucky if we get out with 30% of the people who come in. But you Truly. know what? As a kid, I actually thought that that's what like school was going to be like. <laughs> that you might just like die or be in danger at any moment. But like there was a point where um, I guess I kind of jump ahead in the plot, but like, I'm like, why are they keeping this thing at a school? I don't understand. Why is this precious stone inside of a school? Yeah, take it. Why would you remove it from a bank and bring it to a school? That's a very large plot yeah. gap, to, I think. To dial it back a little bit, I think the um, when you watch this movie again as an adult, you realized how much... Um, doesn't make any sense <laughs> no but it, how many iconic things have come from this movie like iconic lines and like iconic bits in time like i don't know how many memes have probably come out of this movie or whatever you just recognize the line even though you haven't you don't recognize it immediately from the movie but like even just the stretch of them going down diagon alley like you them seeing the nimbus 2000 in the window oh, you're that. like you're like this broom is gonna come back and it's like i love when movies give relevance to like items that people have like the nimbus 2000 is one of the fucking coolest names of any kind of broom or whatever thing it just sounds fucking fast as hell you're just like this thing's gonna whip if they get it and then also you know uh if McGonagall doesn't have some sort of money ties into these Quidditch games, buying Harry this broom that this kid that he just met in order for him to be the fastest kid out there, be like, this year we're going to fucking win. We lose every goddamn year. I can't lose any more of my wizard money. I was shocked she pulled Oliver Wood out of class yeah. to introduce him. I was like, this seems like it could happen at the break, Professor McGonagall. <laughs> this could be She's between like, classes. No, yeah. That's just like another point to this wizarding world of like the bi like how it's just chill for these adults to have very clear biases and they just don't care. They're like, you're my favorite. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, there's no I, fairness. There's no this. fairness, but I kind of appreciate it. I'm like, yeah, life's not fair. Harry's a better person than you, Draco. He gets more shit. Exactly. I was shocked by Neville's flying lessons. Like, why is there no safety measure in place the first time children are put on flying Because rooms? it's the wizarding world. They're just like, this one we got a live one so, and he's really hurt himself <laughs> i like if this was the real world there'd be netting there would be permission slips there'd be, helmets. There'd be three kids sitting out because they weren't allowed there'd be like <laughs> they're just like get on your broom and give it a go so there's there was a handful of things in that scene that i noticed this time that i didn't notice the first time where it's like the teacher is getting mad at him for him losing control. She thinks he's doing it. It's like he's trying to kill himself by like flying up into the air or whatever. And then there's a bit when he flies down and he's like coming straight at the teacher. And there's a shot of the teacher with the wand out. And then she's just like, I'm just going to kill this kid. Like I'm just going to blast him off the broom is the answer here. And then she just like, maybe I shouldn't do that. And then dives out of the way. But her first instinct was just... No, this is it. Let's I can't. Go. We're just knocking this kid off. She was truly like the worst teacher I think ever. Because then he fucking falls like thirty feet, and she's like, "Oh, just a sprain. You just broke your arm. It's okay, love." Sprained your wrist. This kid's first week at school. And then when she's like, "If I come back and there's any brooms in the air, like whatever," I was like, "What?" I was like, "That's like giving your children. Yeah, it's like giving a kid a soccer ball and being like, don't kick it. Like come back. That shit's getting kicked.'" I feel yeah. like 
Wizarding World professors care less about like children caretaking and more about teaching. Like they're, it's not like the teachers in elementary school that we were, where they're also kind of, it's also kind of a daycare. Yeah, they're just making sure you don't hurt yourself. Yeah, they're making sure. But in the Wizarding World, it's no, it's just about teaching. They don't care. They're not here to take care of you. But my question, a question I had during that though, was that are they so fast and loose with the rules of safety because there's nothing that um, a spell can't fix? That's what I said. It's lower stakes because they can fix most things. Except death. That's a good point. I don't know. Um, Except for death. Mm-hmm. But the things that are high stakes that translate from the wizarding world to the regular world are things like Malfoy stealing Neville's remember all and chasing it. Extremely high stakes. Yeah. Ron's um, chess game at the very end. Extremely Ugh. high stakes. The, but was it though? Com- Why couldn't he just get off the chess please piece? He was sitting on nobody else. Like yes. Harry and Hermione yes. weren't on at a chess piece. You're bringing realism <laughs> to this, but as a child, that was... Maggie and I were talking. Hugely horrifying. Yeah, I was like, Ron is dead. Don't, it's not worth it, Ron. Like, don't do it. But now watching, I'm like, just just jump off. And also, he did fall, but why is he passed out? He fell like five feet. (laughs) But also, I just think you're seeing it through, like, Harry's perspective. And Harry's perspective, this is, like, the end of the world. I don't think there's a bigger power move line in any movie ever then there's been we'll take the lot when he just flashes the money and then takes all the candy all the kids in the rest of the train starving will not get candy but he's just like we're gonna take all of it because of one squished tuna sandwich that he was gonna eat i made a note that said we'll take the lot in quotes was the best moment of my life when i was a child yeah that is that's one that's probably the line that stuck with me the most. It's that and then hearing the whatever the really grumpy guy in the train station who just goes, Hey doodle up you know, he just does that over and over again. I never knew what he was saying, but I would just remember that exact sound. The heck doodle up whatever he would do. I have no Amazing. idea what you're talking about. No. Go back go back and watch that scene. You can hear him in the background, he just goes, Heck doodle up. That's great. For me, it's Ollivander going, oh, yikes. <laughs> or like when Snape just like, Ooh. whenever he looks, he has like that, like, the, like whenever they do like the shots of him like reacting to stuff, he's always like, oh, it's always like oddly strange. You go back and, and watch he does, this movie. Because he doesn't bend his head down. He looks for no, He just like kind of perches his lips. He he's like, oh. Yeah. Um, Elliot has really expensive notes Um, I'd like to just do a quick flash of my notes but my first note is the way that Snape enters the classroom for the first time he just is like if you want to learn how to do the dog I just push it he's like already talking before he comes in the room and my note is that's some dark purse first arts energy and he gives Harry Potter shit for not paying attention by taking notes Harry Potter is like, okay, d- th- if I drink this potion, I will die or whatever. And he's like, hey, pay attention to what I'm saying. He's like, I'm literally writing it down. <laughs> it was so surreal that he's dead now. Yeah. That was crazy to me. There's yeah. a lot of actors in this that are, well, because the guy who plays Dumbledore died, right? The first Dumbledore. Also, I'd like to say he is, he is Dumbledore to me. The replacement was always like not real. 
I was um, he wasn't the best. One. I was reading some trivia about the movie, and apparently he would rehearse his lines with Daniel Radcliffe because that actor just couldn't remember his lines, and like they couldn't figure out how to get him to remember his lines. So they're like, you know, just do bounce off some lines off of Daniel Radcliffe. It's one of his first movies. He just he needs that extra help, and that got him to remember his lines. Actually, <laughs> that's genius. So he's just too old to remember his lines. Yeah, I guess. Well, oh at least finished that. it not what two hours ago because you 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 fell asleep last night while you were watching I it, and you're like, oh, one of the notes I had is just like, who the soundtrack is great. Who did this soundtrack? <laughs> and I was like, what are you saying? My note is literally, this movie has the best soundtrack. I hope the composer gets paid every day. Yes, and he has been paid I every agree. day. He is nominated for the most of Oscars of anyone ever. Just, so the soundtrack movies. is truly so joyful and and beautiful. I think I'm just I'm looking at. Do you not know who it is, Maggie? My first note. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I just, I just looked at my first note. Yeah. And it's McGonagall spelled very wrong. Yeah. And it just says McGonagall gay question mark. <laughs> McGonagall. Maybe I'll just get I my think notes. She is. I'll get my notes out of the way because they're very brief. My second note is LOL troll in the dungeon. Uh, that's in my <laughs> <a> troll. <laughs> troll in the dungeon. Iconic. And my third, iconic. My third note is just are there no referees in Quidditch? No, that like, lady, getting, the teacher, but then no, she but leaves. She only comes up at the end. Kids are getting fucking smoked left, right, and center, and she only comes yes. up after Harry gets the secret. Then she's like, Go 150 points, game over. Because it, it's I body contact. It's full body contact. It's a full body contact sport. Yeah, but There's there was no some. Weapon. That was a little. Le- there were some illegal moves there. There's a great. But the- Go ahead. Kate. And the movie only shows reaction shots of everyone sighing yeah. when like a point is scored, yeah. but not when someone is like knocked unconscious <laughs> by a bludger bat. <laughs> And they're like, well, that's part of the game. There's this shot of the girl who gets shoved into one of those towers and then falls and hits maybe 12 two by fours on her way down. Right? And then they just do the shot of like the teachers are like, oh. Bro, she's fucking dead. Her whole face is missing when she hits the ground, right? Again, the magical world, they're like, she'll be okay. Yeah. That one kid plummets like again 30 feet to the ground on his face. Everyone's like, oh, damn. Can we talk about Oliver Wood is extremely good looking and I forgot about that? Who's that? I never realized that as a child. No, that was that's a that was a popular thought. He was the captain of the Quidditch team, the Scottish oh. lad with the turtleneck. Oh, at least doesn't agree. He's he's very run of the mill for me. Yeah, he seems like generic man. I do like when that scene when they're going out for, for Quidditch for the first time and He's like, oh, how how did you play the first time? He's like, I don't know. I got knocked the fuck out immediately. And I woke up two weeks later in hospital. He's like, all right, great. That was some real guy talk. That was man to man. Yeah. That was was 17-year-old man to 11-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other notes? No, that's it. Oh, I have lots of notes. Um, Me too. the, the, The music in this movie is obviously... Do you guys think of... I met. I automatically think of this as a Christmas movie, though. I every time I watch it, me too, for sure. Because no, it is. No. It's the same. Because John Williams did this movie, and he did Home Alone. I think the guy who directed this directed Home Alone. Yeah, he did. So it just it sounds very similar to me, and that's what I think of. And the 
the boats going up to the castle on the o- the river the is oats. on the oats <laughs> on the old river the old Hogwarts river um, is great and it like that's what hypes this whole thing is up you're like holy fuck we're going to school in this goddamn castle and there's like it's just the dark water and them on the boats I think it's is so cool um, but then they never use those boats ever again they use it on the first years you're like yeah this is, we do this every year and then next year like no we're gonna take the carriages it's up just there tradition now. it's for first years only the rest of the year you take the sorry, it's often, spoilers. often it's raining and no but it's just a first year thing i know so you're lucky that you don't have to take the boat okay yeah. here's my next question have these kids gone to regular school leading up to this point no. So all they're just fucking so. illiterate, and they're just like, <laughs> they have no, no they, school teachings at all before this. I'm sure they had to learn to read at home. They're not just Wait, they've never getting to school, school and before? like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true, they're 11 in their first year. Yeah. Wait, so like, yo. Just a bunch of so doorknobs. is there an elementary school for, for magic? No, I feel like everybody's homeschooled. Like, if you are, like, middle class or lower class, like, your mother, you just, I don't know what you do. Maybe they have, like, daycares where everybody goes and learns together. They just teach them quick Malfoy, quick English like a... on the train. Be like, okay, here's the, here's yeah. what, and here's... Here's lot. This is, oh, yeah, lot, yeah. This is every flavored beans. Ron really only wanted one thing. He just didn't know what lot meant. <laughs> I just want the one thing at the back. I'll take the lot. I'll take this, that's a lot back there, right? Yeah. Oh um, my god. What other notes do I have here? I think we've kind of skimmed over the the synopsis here. Basically, well, you you guys know what the movie's about. Yeah, you've seen it, yeah, right? Who doesn't know the plot of Harry Potter? Um, gonna, gonna. I, I did want to talk about an early on uh, character, um, which was uh, Mrs. Dursley, and how that's the same woman from Killing Eve. And yes. That's, oh, like, I couldn't remember where she was from. Yeah. She's also and in. She Day. just like she's a very good actor like that's i remember my takeaway even as a child that monologue where she's talking about her sister i was oh, like this is incredible yeah. as a and kid that was a i'm plot like twist. oh you're a classically trained british theater actor whenever she says it like your mother was a freak freak the way she says freak kills me when every I was, time when i was a kid though i was like shook by how mean they were to harry potter i was always just like there's no way there's no way people are this mean i cannot believe it and i felt that same way watching it again i was like there's just no way they're horrible they're bad people they also don't explain why they're in a tiny shed in the middle of the ocean because nobody oh, can find them there that's a good they point no, there's no explanation they say like we're going away and as a kid i thought that that's what most cottages would be like just like this like dirty <laughs> disgusting like brick castle literal I was, like, hell we were like oh we're going to the cottage i was like is there dust on the floor right happy just birthday in the middle of the stormy sea like, do we have to <laughs> Uh, there's like a this the sorting hat scene. Um, what order are they following? <laughs> yeah, no alphabetical order. Just the there's element no of rules. surprise. There's no rules. It is chaos. Did they do it like that in the book too? Just like Malfoy. Um, okay, W. Um, back to <laughs> no, R, the, and then like in the book, it's alphabetical. Okay, that's for a movie. I'm sure yeah, they that's just, just that's probably they so wanted to speed to it up, through. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then in that scene, when Harry goes up there, 
And I used to get so much anxiety from this scene because I remember feeling like, so he puts the hat on, right? And he's starting whispering to himself and you don't know if it's out loud, that dialogue, or if it's in his head. And he's like, no, so stressful. He's like whispering to the hat and whatever. And the Slytherin, the hat is like right in front of the Slytherin table. He's like, not Slytherin, eh? And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. everyone at the table's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we just got here. How do you know? We're pretty nice. And then he's just, then he eventually gets sorted or whatever. But we like, remember, he's just like, dude, why are you, why are you screaming? Is just in his head? No, he's well, really saying it loud. Voice. Yeah. The, the sorting I hat. I don't think so. I, I think, think he said it might loud. just be in his head. I don't think so. That hat was yelling. <laughs> that... But his mouth is moving. He's like, please, no, it's not the right. And he's moving around, yeah. So he just okay. blew his whole cover, and everyone at the table's like, fuck you, Harry Potter. You're not welcome in our house anyway. How badly do you want to eat at that buffet table when they're just like, I think. Ugh. That's that would be my one thing I would want to do. Is yeah, but some stuff looks sus as fuck. <laughs> like, what is this? Part of my requirement for this movie is I cannot be hungry when I watch it. I need to be eating while I watch yes. this movie. Otherwise, it's torture. We had really from the Indian. scene in the car in the train car with the candy to all of the meals. I just it it would be too much to to not have food with me. How did Hermione not know that when she froze, what's his name? Neville. Longbottom? Neville, that his head wouldn't just completely split open when yeah. he just falls like a tombstone down and just smacks his head against the concrete floor. Like beyond concussed. Like, no, he's dead. Like yeah. paraplegic. Because it's the wizarding world. No, an 11 year old with that much power is dangerous. You're right. Like, that's, that's scary. Nothing bad can happen to them the one, other than death. That's one thing I would knock about this movie. There's not a lot of magic that looks cool in this movie. What? That's fucked up. No, I don't agree with you at all. No, like cool visually magic? What? When they get the harp to play on its own. But it's just there. It's just playing on its own. They don't, like, show you, like, the <laughs> representation of magic. <laughs> what about when he sets the room on fire and then, like, flies towards Harry? That's pretty cool. But that's not magic. That's, like, doing stuff. I mean, like, with wands and shit. Like, later on, they do, like... Okay, sorry. No spoilers. We're not going to go into what they do later. But, I don't know. That was just one thing. It was just, like, I guess yeah. it, it is 2001 and they could do it. And it can, if sparks fly out, people are like, ooh, ooh, that's so cool. They don't do like the whole Marvel effect, Marvel no. battle where like lights are shining and stuff. So when they get into the three challenges or whatever, the um, the chess match is probably one of the coolest iconic kind of scenes of them like on that chess match and those guys who are having the two swords or whatever. But then they start it up and they get it all hyped up and then it's just horribly edited that shot of them just exploding and stuff like that like they could have just like just showed the chess match like so we just watched the whole Netflix series nonsense. now about people who play chess and we love that stuff I felt like because it's 20 years no it wasn't too long they just they, they skipped over all the cool stuff it's really cool at the end yeah but it's also now very unrealistic to me that all these 11 year olds like Ron is good at chess yeah. No. If I were 11, I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. That's it. I'm going to bed. See you guys tomorrow. I'll be in my bed. I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't even want to do this. Yeah, I'll wait here for you. I'm sure the adults can handle this. 
is I um, just I always when I was reading the books assumed that I would have been just the other kids living a normal life. Yeah, I would have been Hogwarts. like, hey, I have a geography quiz tomorrow. I'm gonna study for that. Sure, there's definitely like exactly. a handful of kids who are just I'm just gonna ride this out. Like again, the <laughs> troll comes in. I'm just gonna go outside, you know. Like I'm just gonna. I should head to bed. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just single file evacuation. I'm gonna just take a step back and just look at the whole situation and see where I'd I'm gonna fit in here. Who didn't know what was going on? Like in later movies, as it gets very hard to not know what's going on, I'd still not know what was going on. <laughs> also, to jump to the troll scene for a second. Um, when the trolls are attacking Hermione in the bathroom and she runs out of the stalls and then hides under the sink that's about a one inch long, I was yeah. like, why wouldn't you just keep running to the door? Also, what? where's her wand? Also, why can't she do Wingardium Leviosa? Also, she's already mastered it. I get Harry's supposed to be, you know, I'm brave. I'm not going to think about the whole scenario, but I'm just going to go in there and do my best. His idea is to jump on the back of this giant mountain troll who would just like grab him and just go... <laughs> Like, squish him with one hand and then just throw him against the wall or something. But, and then just stab, and then stab him with the wand instead of use magic. Yeah, and then they get there and the troll's just laying on the ground and no one does any, like, extra measures to secure the scene. They're like, he looks out. All the teachers, like, to the guy in the turban, he's like, you got this, right? You can figure this out? And he's like, I guess, yeah. Is, Is Quirrell as cartoony in the book as he is in the movie? I think he's I like remember. the most one of the most cartoony characters. Like, I guess he's got the you know he's supposed to sound like a snake or something, right? He's younger in the book, is what we learned today. In the book, he's only yeah, supposed he's to be twenty five. But he has a stutter. He's like a nervous, quiet dude. Because it it makes me laugh every time the scene when they're in the fire room or whatever at the end. It's just like. But Snape tried to kill me, and he's like, no, dear boy. I tried to kill you! And he just, like, (laughs) screams at him. He's just like, oh, my God, whoa. (laughs) This is another thing Maggie noticed. Do you think Harry, um, his voice dropped by the end of the movie? I think it's dubbed. I think some other person dubs his voice the whole movie. The whole movie, got it. I think so. (laughs) That adds up. I was reading about it somewhere. It definitely is dubbed. Parts of it are dubbed, for sure. Like ADR? Yeah. Yeah, like when he's talking that senator in the forest. I don't know. Maybe the location sound wasn't very good in the forest with the senator. That's the other problem with this movie. The other problem is like, what's the senator's name? It's not called a senator. Where did he come from? Where is he going? Does he just live there? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you go, my senator friend? Um, If you'd read the book, uh, you would know the senator's name. I don't have to read the book. This is why there's a movie. This is the whole point of this movie. So people who didn't read the book can now watch the movie. No, no, it's for the readers. Especially once we go down the line, you guys are going to be so confused. Because they can't put everything in. Like, if you were to read the books, you'd be like, wow, this is incredible. The movies are one-tenth of the books. Elise is watching the last hour of this movie, and at least five times she's like, who the fuck is Nicholas Flamel? (laughs) (laughs) You'll find out in that payoff. When that came so up, I was confused. like, oh my god, Nicholas Flamel. I was like, is he dead? Is he alive? What? They, I don't think they do that well at all in the movie, because I'm like, who cares? And then like they just give up the stone after. It's like, yeah, he's going to die now. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's just because like, you guys did all this stuff. Now he has to die. I thought he was already dead. I'm so confused. They're like, oh, we're going to go to the library and read this book about Nicholas Flamel. I was like, oh, sick. I also love the, the book that has the screaming face in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that also makes me laugh every time. <laughs> that used to really scare me. And like that would. I remember being a kid and being just totally grossed out about the face on the back of the guy's head. That's gross. Yeah. It looks horrible. Yeah. I still don't really understand the mechanics. Because <laughs> I was watching it and Harry's fighting Professor Quirrell, right? And he grabs his hand and burns him, right? Yeah. He's like, what is yeah. this magic? And then Harry, without a beat, just goes immediately for the kill. Just grabs his <laughs> yeah. face immediately and just... Oh, like go soup and just ex- melts his face off. He has no hesitation. Just like I'm going to no, fucking kill this teacher. <laughs> kill a grown man. A grown with my bare hands. Man, that is a very that was very fortuitous and some bad writing. That Harry just is gifted. He's just like oh, melt someone. Well, then no, the explanation is that it's love. <laughs> It's like, fuck yeah, that you. doesn't add up to me. You killed him with it's love. It's because it's, it's well, it's because it's old. I don't want to spoil. Well, but then they Dumbledore's like, oh, it's because your mom sacrificed herself for you. That's love. And it looked like that teacher was in the worst pain imaginable. He was literally turning into dust, and he was yeah, screaming. Was and Harry's just like, oh, I'm gonna grab him tighter, like just like leaning it was not into a this. Quick- death it's very violent and then dumble i don't understand how voldemort just becomes like a spirited away he ghost. becomes a smoke man <laughs> and then goes through harry potter for yeah for no reason just to like to spook him a little bit be like i'll yeah. be back we fast forward to the end when they're giving out the points so first of all who what the what does this cup do what do you get for winning pride Breaking rates. So nothing. You don't get anything. What do you ever get like, when you win something at school other than the trophy? Yeah. Money. What? No. Your school gave you money? Sure. <laughs> it's like Camp Kuchiching, okay. Elliot. And like you just you win bragging rights. Okay, so yeah. it's just like a it's like just like a sports. Just like any other thing. trophy. Like yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Good question. During this um, point ceremony, Dumbledore decides to go through the whole thing and announce Slytherin as the winners. And then he's like, wait a second. He waits till the He's like, you guys have won. You guys got it. You have the cup. You've won. The, and the then flags are Slytherin. Flags are up. They are waving. And like all the kids are like, oh my God, we're going to eat so well tonight. And like all that stuff. Feels like. And then... After all that, just decides to like go and give all those random points that people are like, why are these getting these points? We don't know they've done this stuff. Like, I'm sure they have like whatever. Like, and they don't take away points for murdering a teacher, part of the faculty. <laughs> they give Ron 50 points for playing the best chess game. And I was like, I bet you there's some kid that's like, I play chess every fucking day. Yeah, Neville got. When a, did he play chess? Neville gets a concussion. You get 100 a hundred points. <laughs> Yeah, and Neville getting 10 points for, like, standing up to his friends. How did Dumbledore know about that, eh? Because he got a concussion. He was concussed. <laughs> so he like, walked down and him frozen on the ground. Oh, I guess so. They woke up, he was clinging to life. And Hermione wasn't in trouble for that. Oh, she got She was just points. awarded points. No, because you knew what that weird sweaty plant is that they fell in and they had to <laughs> sink through because they did not be nervous or whatever. I hate the way that plant looks in that thing. That is disgusting. 
character. Do you think those challenges were like within the world of the book designed so that Ron, Harry, and Hermione would excel at it? Or do you think that's just like sloppy writing? It seems like they were exactly designed for these three people. So Maggie was saying that like J.K. Rowling knew that and like wanted Dumbledore to have created tests that they could pass. But isn't the whole point that like each thing was designed by a different teacher? Like each room? And I've heard that there's supposed to be like more challenges in the books that they had to go through. It wasn't just three. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. This was me theorizing. Well, it's it's way too spe- specific. That's true. There were there were more. There's like a potion one. You're right. Anyway, those those challenges were like, thank God it's the three of us because we are like, if I had one thing on my resume, it's I know how to get through this sweaty plant, and then they finally they get. To that I listened sweaty plant. in herbology. Yeah. Um. All in all, I think this movie is um, is very cute, and it's very. I was actually very surprised at how much stuff I remembered and was nostalgic for. Heck, doodle up, and then everything else. But um, I still think this movie is egregiously long. For and it is. It can, it feels long. But what could be shorter? I don't know. That's the whole point. It's like it's hard because I know they still condensed it, but. There's still, like, there's a lot of, like, it's that weird, like, 2001-type dialogue, and it's also kid actors, so you have to give them a little bit of, you know, slack for that. Um, I really question the mottos of this school, because they're just throwing (laughs) these kids' lives around left and right. Have you considered that your attention span is just shot? No, it's not, because I've watched Avengers Endgame, and it's three hours long, and I watched the whole Justice League, which was four hours long. And he watches Lord of the Rings extended cuts for yeah, fun. I okay. I am not, like, of all the, like, nerd kind of super blockbuster properties that you can attach yourselves to, Harry Potter is my least, like, attached to. I have no real allegiance to these movies. And I think it'll be interesting now because I haven't watched them in a long time. So maybe we'll see if it'll change by the end of it. Um, I did enjoy this movie a surprisingly more amount than I thought I was going to. Just because I was laughing at how weird parts of it are and like remembering it. But I still think it is... Uh, it's, it's still... I don't think it's a phenomenal film. I think it is a good movie. Yeah, my criteria was, was this going to make me remember my childhood and feel happy? And it did. So I'm. it's full points. Yeah. Ten points to Gryffindor for that. I think it, it did its job now. It did its job then. I think it's like made for children. And I'm a child at heart. Yeah. So, I, I love it. Kate, how many of ten trolls in the dungeon, how many would you give it? Eight. Eight. Maggie? Nine. I don't want to join the fucking fan club. Nine. Elise? Um, I'll give it... I'll give it 7.9. 7.9? That's very specific. We'll, yeah. Let's try not... We'll do point fives, but no... No. 7.9. It's just not quite an eight, but it's not a seven and a half. Okay. 7.9 trolls in the dungeon. <laughs> Elliot? Um... I give this movie uh, seven because it it made me smile, 
it made me laugh um but it's this a lot of child acting that I'm not a fan of a lot of like weird writing things that they decide to do what is that I know what that is and then like stuff like that I'll knock you off your broom I think I like it for that it brings that like cheesiness brings me joy that's like part of why it's it's a nine for me so like it's the cheesiness but it's not the cheesiness that I find I I attach myself to that I don't get Mm. like doesn't get me excited or anything yeah but yeah it will be interesting to see how that changes as the the series goes on. Great. Well, this concludes our first episode of Night at the Drive-In. Working title. We'll figure out what the exact title will be. First episode being uh, Double Parked on Diagon Alley. Great job, everybody. Great film. Can't wait till the next one. Good job, next film Chris being Columbus. um, what's the next one called? Uh, Chamber of the Chamber um, of Secrets. Secrecy. Oh, secrets. Yep. Yes. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this um, this editing feat that you have to do here, Kate. Um, yeah. It's going to be all over the place. So yeah. I hope people get to listen to this. All goes well. Um, you never know. It might be like this for the next little while, but we'll take it as we take it. And thank you guys for tuning into this special magical episode. And... Um, until next time, uh, Wingardium Levy-O. Keep it loose. Eat your other pets. <laughs>